What's up, guys? Hope you're all having a good day or night, wherever you are. My name is Nick. Welcome back to Late Night HollowNet. So, as always, we have a couple things to talk about now because there's been a decent amount of news in the past couple weeks since I released episode 6, and I think I kind of like the uh, system I have now. I originally wanted to release episodes week by week, but it's slowly becoming every two weeks, and I think I like that more, because having having a larger time gap like that allows for more announcements and general news to come out, and it gives me a lot more things to discuss, or hopefully a lot more things to discuss. And this week is certainly no exception, because since episode 6, there has been a new show, some new news. There was a show that ended, which I'll get into soon, and uh, pretty much the first thing is I'm recording this on May 6th, and a couple days ago on May 4th was Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And with May 4th came the first episode of the Bad Batch show, which is the new animated show. And I thought it was really good. I'm not going to go into, like my specific thoughts just yet because just like what I did with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, I'm going to wait until at least one more episode is out so I have more to discuss and I know my uh, thoughts for the Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes did kind of fall out. I'm hoping that won't be the case for this show. I'm hoping that I'll remember to keep the reviews consistent, but it all depends on if the news basically triumphs over that. But the short answer for the first episode of Bad Batch is I thought it was a really good way to kick off the show, and I believe the episode was 75 minutes long, so it was basically a feature-length film, or almost. I think it, I think you need an hour and a half to consider it a film at least, so it's almost there, but it's, it's feature-length nonetheless. And it was good. There was one thing in the very beginning of the episode that I didn't really like, but everything from that point on I thought was really good. And I've heard some fans say that they are kind of over this show just because of the era it's set in, and I get that because... If you are someone who doesn't know what The Bad Batch is, it is a animated show that is set basically right 
after um, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And for the past eight or nine years or so, in fact, no, uh, for the past like seven, I think, however long ago 2014 was, because 2014 was when Disney decided to wipe out all of the comics, books, and games that were around so they can basically build their new Star Wars timeline. And ever since then, Lucasfilm has basically made the 19-year gap that separates... Um, episodes three and four, like their go-to for the comics, the books, everything. And a lot of fans want Lucasfilm to now go beyond that because this 19-year gap has pretty much been beaten to death as far as the content we've gotten. And I can definitely get that, but I kind of give the Bad Batch a pass Simply because, like, yeah, it's within that 19-year gap that we've seen so much of. However, it's a part of that gap that we haven't really seen that much in the new Disney timeline. Which is, like, how... Which uh, was basically, like, the uh, transitional... uh, period from the Republic to the Empire. So at the very least, the Bad Batch has that. We can see that happen in the show, hopefully. And yeah, I, uh, that's all I'll say for now. The next episode comes out on Friday, which for me, at the time of uh, recording this episode, is tomorrow. And then from there, the rest of the episodes will be releasing every Friday. So we only only got the first episode on May 4th because they wanted to give us a little gift for Star Wars Day. But now it's going to become a weekly thing. And outside of that, the biggest thing that has gotten announced is the other day, Marvel released kind of this mega trailer for the upcoming Phase 4 films and TV shows. No, this one was just for the films, not the shows, my bad. And... It, it was basically made to really get fans hyped up because all of last year, there was no MCU content at all. Before this past January, the last MCU thing we got was Sp- Sp- Spider-Man Far From Home, which was... I believe in July of 2019. So by the time that uh, Wanda 
Vision came out in January, it was a year and a half that the MCU was basically absent, and we haven't gotten more than a year gap like that for the MCU since 2009, because Iron Man 1 and the Hulk film were both in 2008, there was nothing in 2009, and then the second Iron Man was in 2010, so we made it 10 years, or 11 years, my bad, having MCU content year by year consistently, and then the world goes to shit, and we get nothing for a year and a half, so they basically released this giant culmination trailer to get everyone hyped up about seeing the new films, because on top of the fact that it's been so long since the last MCU film, a decent amount of the MCU films and shows will be introducing new characters to the MCU that have been in the books so far, but they haven't made it into the films just yet. And, I mean, the couple of things we've seen for these new uh, hero films have, like, they've gotten me excited enough to want to see the film, but I'm not, like, losing my mind because I'm really not well-versed in a lot of these new characters because I'm one of the guys who I got into Marvel in general through the films and that made me get into the books but the only comics I've read are about characters that I have already gotten to know because of the MCU. I haven't really branched out to the singular heroes or the teams who haven't yet been in the MCU. I think I definitely will at some point now just because we know like who is new and who will be getting their own movie or show, but for where I am right now, I don't really know who any of them are. I know a handful of things, but not much to say that, like, I even remotely know about these people. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's uh the Eternals, which is later this year. If I remember correctly, the Eternals were a superhero t- team that lived, like, thousands of years before the MCU. Then there's, like, Shang-Chi, which I talked about in the last episode, I think. Then there's a show based based on Miss Marvel. Then we're getting a She-Hulk show. Like, there's going to be a lot of new in Phase 4. Which is something we haven't really gotten in years, because in Phase 3, I think the only new 
hero we got or the new heroes we got in phase three were ant-man uh captain marvel and uh black panther and i think it was just them i could definitely be wrong but off the top of my head i can only recall those three as far as them being introduced into the MCU in a very prominent way. And yeah, so uh, this thing that they released, it, it gave us some new looks, Some uh, it revealed some of the names of the upcoming films, and as far as things that we were shown about some of the films... We actually got a couple of, we kind of got like this tiny trailer for the Eternals, and it looks good. I mean, as I said, I really don't know much about them at all, but it looks intriguing, I think is the right word. And it has a phenomenal cast also. I think it's like... Angelina Jolie, I think uh, Salma Hayek is in it, uh, Richard Madden, who was in Game of Thrones, and this really cool miniseries called The Bodyguard, I think it's a six episode thing, that, that was really good, and uh, what's his name, Kamel Nanjiani, is that how you say it, I Definitely got that wrong, but if you know who I mean, then you know who I mean. And it'll be really cool to see like how all of these big actors work together and see what like each of them can do. Like based on what we saw, it looked like one was really fast. You have a uh, Angelina Jolie working with, like, this energy sword, kind of. And, yeah, it was enough to leave me wanting more, so I'm definitely more excited for their film. I think it said the Eternals are set for September of this year, if I remember correctly. It was definitely, like, fall time. And then we get... Another movie at the very end of this year. I think it's uh, Spider-Man's third film, which is called No Way Home. I believe it said December, and I remember hearing somewhere a couple of weeks back that his film got delayed into the beginning of the next year, but I guess not, because I remember this thing saying that it's going to be out in December. So I guess whatever they got delayed for worked itself out and they kept the December release date. And as far as uh, title reveals go, we got two. We got, uh, we got names for the second Black Panther film and the second Captain Marvel film and the Black Panther film is called Wakanda Forever and I think that name 
is great because I'm sure, as all of you know, last August we lost uh, Chadwick Bozeman to cancer, and of course he was the lead role. He was Black Panther, and I believe when he died, uh, Ryan Coogler, who is the man who wrote and directed the first film, was already in the middle of writing this second film. And obviously with Bozeman's death, that called for tremendous rewrites. And based on like the, the little hints that he's given us so far, it seems like he rewrote the film in a way that focuses on Wakanda as a whole. And that this film will focus on the side characters that we got to know from the first film while also honoring Bozeman and given that the film is now officially called Wakanda Forever for me that name definitely solidifies that idea of unification in the film like they are all going to excuse me they are all going to come together to honor King T'Challa, and I don't know, it was, I definitely really loved that name, and I'm excited to see, like, how it all comes together, like, I want to know what they do with him, like, if the movie is going to begin with him getting killed, like, maybe he sacrifices himself and then the rest of the movie deals with the ramifications of that because he like he was Wakanda's king and with him gone who now has to rise up and not only take on the black panther name but also take over as the king and we all know that he did not have a son. Like, the closest living relative that he had besides his mom was his younger sister. So maybe she will become Wakanda's queen or the mom will. Who knows? But, like, they have a lot of avenues they can go. And... I'm really excited to see which route they decide to take. And for Captain Marvel 2, the official name is The Marvels. And, I mean, when you hear The Marvels, even though Captain Marvel herself is just one girl, you naturally think, oh, there's going to be, like, someone else or more than one person to help her out or to join her and everyone's assumption of that was right because yesterday or last night it was officially revealed that the marvels pertains to captain marvel miss marvel who 
will be getting her own show that will be out by the time that the Marvels comes out. Miss, I mean, uh, I think out of all of the new, uh, uh, out of all of the new uh, heroes that are going to be introduced in Phase 4, I'm definitely the most familiar with Miss Marvel because I recognize her from a Avengers game that came out a couple that came out in 2019 I think and I know that her name is Kamala Khan and she's this young girl like 15 or 16 ish and she is like Captain Marvel's biggest fan she loves her she wears like a captain marvel shirt and then one day she gets powers of her own that closely resemble uh what captain marvel has but she has her own things like she can manipulate her mass and her limbs so she can like make her fist 50 times its size and then sucker punch some guy to send him to the other side of the world Things like that. And even though they haven't always worked together, as far as what they can both do, Miss Marvel is basically Captain Marvel's Robin. And yes, so that's what I know about her. I think her show is set for sometime next year. Hopefully before, yeah, definitely before Miss Marvels comes out because when all, when all of these shows were revealed back in 2019, they all they said that like they like these new f- uh faces will have their own shows first and then they'll and then they will appear in films. So just based on them saying that right off the bat, I'm assuming that the that the Marvels will be out after her show, just to make it easier. So yeah, so it's the both of them, and then the third one to join this little Marvel trio is Monica Rambo who we saw in the WandaVision show. She is an agent for S.W.O.R.D., which is the new S.H.I.E.L.D. And we saw in WandaVision, uh, she basically had her uh, powers activated. And... I think her hero name in the books is Photon. Like, that's the mantle she takes up. And based on what we've seen, Photon, like, her thing is essentially light manipulation, I want to say. Like, she can work with an electromagnetic pulse. Like, she can sense light and its energy, and she can use that to her advantage. 
I think. So those are the three faces we'll be seeing in the Marvels film, and I'm interested to see what they do with that film because the last kind of like hint, like the last reference we got to Captain Marvel was in the WandaVision show, Monica Rambo is basically like the head of a sword. I think his name was Tyler Hayworth, Hayward or Hayworth. Uh, he basically said to her, like, we know your history with Carol Danvers, which is Captain Marvel's real name. But he said that in kind of like a way of dis of disgust, like as if Captain Marvel has done something wrong since her first film, which is set in 95, to the last time we saw her in Endgame. Like, he said it in some way that made it seem like in that... Like, 20-year gap, she may have done something that makes S.W.O.R.D. hate her. And... I mean, they, that definitely may not be the case, but it would be cool if, like, she was kind of a enemy of the government or an enemy to just sword. And I'm sure that her second film will be, like, this big cosmic adventure in space because where Monica Rambo left off at the end of... Uh, Wanda vision we see that uh one of the uh scrolls that we saw in Captain Marvel's first film come down and basically say hey we need your help like come with us and help us do whatever so Monica right now is presumably with the Scrolls, and who knows how that will tie in to Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. I don't know. It seems like, again, with this film also, there's a lot of routes they can take based on the tiny bit of things that have been set up that can work with her film. So, the short answer for all of this is uh, this little uh, trailer thing they released has gotten me much more excited for the Phase 4 films, especially the characters that will be new to the MCU. Uh, hopefully, they will all be good. I don't see why not. It's very rare that an MCU film or show is a miss for me. And the next one coming up is Loki, which will be coming out on June 9th. It was originally supposed to come out on June 11th, which is a Friday. But for some reason why they pushed the show 
they moved the show to coming out weeklies on Wednesdays. Who knows why? Not me. And uh, anything else I want to talk about? I don't think so, no. I remember there being some news like the day I released episode 6 and I thought, hey, I'll talk about this in, in the next episode. But for the life of me, I cannot rem- remember what that was. So uh, let's just call it here then. And with that being said, as always, thank you for taking this half hour out of your day to listen to me ramble and sometimes rant about the things that I like. And yeah, my name's Nick. This has been Late Night Hollownet. And I will see you all in episode eight. See ya.